0: About Christmas, thinking about Christmas, we've worked our way through this, and I am really excited about Christmas year because this year, because I do not have one single present to assemble tonight. All right, not tonight, not tomorrow. I was thinking about through the years. I remember putting together a trampoline in an the Arctic blast. I was like, well, I was thinking to myself, what am I doing out here? My fingers were numb, and I remember a basketball goal one year and a drum set. If you ever buy the same one I talked about last week, but. One thing's for certain is human nature. Uh, when you're exposed to something for the first time, there's a special thrill, there's a special wonder about it. But as you are exposed to it often and many times over and over, the less impact it has on you. Like it's still just as good and it's still just as precious, but. The strike, the wonder and the awe just quite not there anymore. And sometimes that happens when you fall in love with someone. Most of you who are married can remember the first time maybe your wife or your spouse uh, grabbed your hand or maybe text you back or maybe sent you a message on your beeper. Remember those days, Tommy? Right? You had a little beeper, you had a beeper sent out? It is a Christmas miracle to get Tommy on the front row, by the way. Look at this here. That's, I'm telling you, that is a Christmas miracle in itself. Uh, But, it's just kind of, all all the thrill seekers know what I'm talking about, right? The first time you go over 100 miles an hour, all you teenagers close your ears when I said that, right? Or maybe first time you did a burnout in your car or jumped a hill, you know, Uh, travelers know what it's like going and seeing the Grand Canyon, I'll never forget that, Uh, just looking over the edge for the first time thinking, wow, this is just unbelievable, Maybe for some, it's white, sandy beaches of the Keys, or maybe some others. Others, it's a cruise. Now, I've never been on a cruise, but I've been quite tempted because they said it's like a floating golden corral that's open 24 (laughs) hours a day, 24 hours a day, (laughs) I'm a... But after you go for a while, people say, I'm going on a cruise, you know, it is what it is, right? Hunters and fishers, you know what I'm talking about. You see that eight-point buck or a ten-point buck or maybe a swirl for the first time in the water, and you're like, it's a big one, the biggest one I've ever seen. Well, sometimes with spiritual things, that happens to us as well. And sometimes, specifically, the message of Christmas The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is life-changing, and the first time you hear it, we experience it, we're so excited, we have so much wonder, we have so much awe, we are so excited to tell the story, but after a few years, all of a sudden that thrill begins to wear away. And all of a sudden, our heart's not as moved as it once was. We're not so excited to talk to our kids or our family about it. And we just kind of go through the motions. Maybe this Christmas, you're here this morning, you've just kind of been going through the motions. Let me tell you, when it comes to the Christmas story, there's no greater story than the story of Jesus Christ and the, and the gospel of Christ that is shared. And so I hope and pray this morning that as we pause, as we think about this for a little bit, I hope this joy and hope captures your heart and your life is filled with some wonder and some awe this morning that leads you to worship God. Worship God for the greatest gift ever given to mankind. I mean, it is, it is hope that we have because of this glory that is in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and you know, hope is defined as confident expectation that God can and will do something supernatural in your life for His glory. That's what hope is. And I pray this morning, as we look at these shepherds, turn to Luke chapter 2. I want to read verses 8 through 20. And most of you have heard this many times, but I want to share these uh, passages of Scripture with you. Just point out a few things this morning, and then we'll get on our way, and hopefully uh, get on our way worshiping and praising Christ. So Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. If you don't have a Bible, there may be one in a seat uh, under, under the seat in front of you you can grab and just uh, follow along. It says this, now there were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, a great angel stood, uh, a great angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men." So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and a babe lying in the manger. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told by them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told them. I mean, you think about this. This is a remarkable, remarkable experience. And a couple of things I want to point out. First, let's talk about the shepherds. You know, the shepherds were a very strange group of people, right? I mean, they were, they were a strange group of people, especially to be included in talking about the coming Messiah, the Christ, the Lord, the King of the universe. Now, when you think about the arrival of royalty, what do you think about? you think about high society people, right? You think about the English people where they come together with all their palaces and their pump and the massive numbers of dignified people from all around the world and they introduce them and they show them and they're all part of this ceremony and it's all the who's who kind of people even in our own country when a president or a distinguished person comes into town it, it's like uh, all the big business people and all the upper uh, known people and all the people that are well known are there but think about this, how much more or grand would you think the entrance of God's Messiah would be? I mean, if you think about it, it probably should have been one of the most distinguished and most notable crowds of all creation. But that's not what our story says this morning, right? Now, we'll talk about some kings and others and other lessons, but this morning, think about this. This announcement was to the shepherds. This announcement was to common folks. They were common folks just like you and just like me. They were ordinary folks. Many people would say they were mundane or just common people. Others would say they were just common men who drove a common van and their dogs didn't even have a pedigree. All right. Now that was a reference to a real country music. All right. So, but you may say, what's so thrilling about the shepherds? Let me tell you what's so thrilling about the shepherds is because it reveals the heart of God for all people. All people. Listen, there is no one who is insignificant to God. There is no one that's left out aside of God's salvation. There's no one who's left outside of the love and care and compassion of the Lord. The message of Christmas is for everyone. There is no one who does not qualify. There is no one who is too ordinary. And the shepherds had a hard job. They lived in the fields, they lived with their sheep, they were outside of the social circles like I said and they would not been in uh, many country clubs or part of the uh, uh, of the of the social circles but they but they were hard workers. And sometimes maybe you feel like that as well in your life. Maybe you feel like you've had a hard life. Or maybe you feel like you don't have all the things that everyone else has. And maybe you feel like you're kind of left on the outside. But I got good news for you. I got good news for you. You know why it's good news? Because God's love is for you. And the message of Christmas is it doesn't matter how much you think you're insignificant. You are significant to God. That He cares for you, for me. And many times people get to a point where they live and they work their whole life and they say things like, does God care about me? I'm just an ordinary person. I've never done anything spectacular. I don't have titles. I don't have a lot of things. I'm a nobody. My life is useless, but let me tell you, no one is useless before God. God loves every single person, everyone, all the way down to the very shepherds. And then in a moment, out of nowhere... The glory of the Lord shone round about them. And it says it shocked them. I mean, it shocked them, and they were greatly afraid. Immediately, they were consumed by the presence of the glory of the Lord. And it's such a great reminder for us to never give up on God, all right? Never give up on God because you never know when God's going to show up. And one person said, when God shows up, he shows out. He always does, right? And sure enough, God shows up to him in a twinkling of an eye. All of a sudden, they're in the presence of God. And verse 10 says, do not be afraid. This is what the angel says to him. Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Now, he says, do not be afraid, because they believed in those days that uh, when they saw an angel, they were dying. And the judgment of God was falling. So this angel could have said, well, go check your britches, all right, and come back because you just got the daylight scared out of you because you thought you were going to die. They trembled, they shook, they didn't know what to do, they were in absolute disarray and the message of the Lord was not one of judgment, it was not one that God has lowered the boom on your life, so to speak. He says, I bring you good tidings, I bring you good news, I bring you great joy to all people. I mean, isn't it great to know we serve a good God, amen? I mean, we serve a God who is a good God. We serve a redeeming God. We serve a God who redeems and He seeks to redeem. And the message of Christmas is not one of judgment and condemnation. It's one of good tidings and great joy. It it is one that God reached down to man. It is one that God, God himself and through Christ took on flesh and walks through this world with us. He's a good God and he brings good news. This morning, maybe you need some good news. Oh, I got good news for you. God loves you and he wants to seek to redeem you, not just to one, but to all, all people. And pick up the story in verse 11. There is a born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. What is the hope? What is the plan of God? I don't know about you, but if I was making a plan, I certainly wouldn't wrap it up in a little baby, right? A baby is helpless. A baby is one that's so vulnerable and so humble. But yet, what does he say? Here's the message and the redemption of God: is a babe lying in a manger. Think about that. The glory of God, all wrapped up in a babe lying in the manger. It says he is a Savior, Christ the Lord, the King of glory, wrapped in human flesh as a child, as a mere child in a manger. And all the hope and all the joy is found in this baby. It's found in Christ and Christ alone. I love what he says, Christ is the anointed one. That means this baby wasn't like any other baby. This was the anointed one. There was no one before him like it, and there will never be another one like him. He is the uh, anointed one, the only begotten Son of God and the Son of Man. And here he laid, lied in a manger. And he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but he's also Savior of the world. Then look at verse thirteen. Suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising, saying, "God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men." When we really see who Christ for for when we really see Christ for who He is, a praise party breaks out, right? I mean, you can't help but to worship. You can't help to have this wonder and awe. And even the angels break out in praise and, they're, and, they're, and they're, they're singing out glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill towards all men. And so it was, and the angels said this to them in verse 15. He says, the shepherds said to one another, now let us go to Bethlehem and see what has come, which the Lord has made o- known to us. So they had a thrill, but now they have to walk by faith. So many of us missed the Christmas message right here. We come, we hear, we understand the message and the thrill of Christmas, but it never gets into our heart. It never gets into us seeking God by faith. And listen, to come to church or to hear the message of Christ or to think about the message of Christmas and to have it in your mind is one thing, but to to act on it by faith is a whole other thing. And these shepherds did not just have it in their minds. They didn't just intellectually understand this. All of a sudden, they made a decision. They made a commitment. They made a commitment by faith that we are going to walk, we are going to see, we are going to go see where this this message of God really is. And they didn't sit back and do business as usual. They didn't sit back. They took a step of faith. And in a moment when you leave this place or in a moment when we pray, you're going to have a decision to make. Are you going to walk by faith and trust in God? Are you just going to let it go in one ear and out the other? Listen, so many times, like I said, maybe you've heard Christmas message for 50 years or 30 years or 20 years or maybe even this is the first time. You can have it in your mind, but you got to put it in your heart. And that's where the faith comes in. That's where the trust in the Lord comes in. You have to do it and act on what God has put in your heart and life, and you must act on the truth. And look how they acted. It says they came with haste. They didn't, they didn't put it off. They didn't procrastinate. And it reminds us, whatever you do for God, you need to do it quickly. Listen, right after Christmas comes the New Year's, right? And at New Year's, so many people make so many, uh, you know, goals, or they make, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions. And many times, if you look back at your last New Year's resolutions, many of us in this room made commitments to God to say, we're going to pray more or we're going to read our bible or we're going to get serious about a relationship with God and a year has gone by and you didn't make you didn't make any effort at all right you didn't you didn't come with haste you procrastinated one day one month two months three months listen if you trust in the lord and you want to do something for God you can't procrastinate you got to you got to act on it and they acted on it and they decided to go in faith and they did it immediately and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger you know I found to be true in my life if you seek after God he is who he says he is he really is I've never met a person who has truly sought after the Lord with faith and trust in Christ with all that they had that said God is not who he says he is I've never met one not one single person you know why cuz God is faithful God does what he says God is who he says he is and when you discover God you won't be disappointed Man will let you down. This world will let you down. Things and material possessions will let you down. Your family will let you down. But God will never let you down. He is one who says he he is who he is. And he does what he says he's going to do. And they went and they found this baby. Sure enough, it was true. God had come down to man. And when they had seen him, it says they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And listen, when you see Jesus, it changes your life. Listen, when you come to Christmas, you get a message not only of, of a Savior, but you get a message of a Lord that changes your life. And they heard this message, they received the message, Christ was real, and it changed their life forever. And listen, maybe you've come to know Christ and it's never changed your life. You've got to take that step of faith. You've got to take that next step. You've got to step it out in obedience. and You've got to trust in the Lord, and He will change you. And look at verse 18, it says, All those who marveled at those things were told by them by the shepherds, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and pondered them, I mean, kept all these things in her heart and pondered them, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they heard and seen, and it was told to them. Man, when they had heard this, people marveled. They looked and said, was this not just the shepherds? These are the shepherds, the outcasts, those people who are outside of the things, and now this radical change is in their life, and they are full of joy. They are full of hope. They are full of peace. This is a radical change that only God can do. And so many of us in our life, we realize that we have lost the wonder and awe of what difference God makes in our life. I think back in my life, and I think about what my life would be like without God. I think about what my life would be like without God in my marriage. I think about what my life would be out without God in my, in my kid's life. I think about what my life would be out without God in my calling, right? Because God has so radically changed my life that people look to me and they say, Wow, we know that's not Him. That's got to be God. And let me tell you, it does God. It is God. And God does change people. And when people see you changed in the presence of God and God working in your life, they marvel at that. They marvel because they know there's a power and a strength stronger and greater than you could ever be. I like what one pastor says, God takes zeros and makes them heroes. That's what he does. Listen, maybe you're here this morning and you think, you know what, I can't be a good husband. You can with God. Maybe you think I can't be the parent or a dad that I need to be the spiritual leader of my home. You can with God's power. Maybe you think I'm not quite the mom or the wife I need to be. You can be with God's power. God can change your life or maybe you're here and you think, well, my life is just a wreck. I'm kind of wandering in life and I don't have no meaning, no purpose. You can with God. When God gets involved in your life, He changes everything. And he gives you purpose, and he gives you meaning, and he gives you power. And just like these shepherds were going and people marveled at them, not only what they saw, but the, not only what they heard, but what they saw in their lives, that something had radically changed them. And there was a peace, a joy, a difference that only Christ can make in their life. But get this, the last part of this says, then the shepherds returned. Then the shepherds returned. Don't miss this this is not a prosperity gospel this is not one that i preach a message and tell you to leave a good offering if you leave 99 dollars, it's a seed and your life's forever going to be changed and from this point forward you're going to be healthy wealthy and wise right it's not a blabbing and grab it it's not a hey your life's going to be totally radically of the best of all the things of this world right now These shepherds, when they met Christ and it radically changed their hearts and lives, guess what? They went back to their life. They went back to their job. They went back to their families. They went back to those things. And the message and the hope of Christmas and the hope of Jesus Christ in your life is not that God will deliver you out of everything in your life, but that the hope is and the prayer is that God will change everything in your life. In the midst of where you are and who you are, when you leave this place, you can have God change your marriage. You can have God change your life. You can have God change your your kids and and your life, but you still go back to those same things in your life. You still have the same kids. You still have the same wife. You still have the same bank account. Sorry to mention that right before Christmas. But listen, the shepherds return, and when you leave this place, you'll return as well. But the hope is not found in who you are, where you return to. The hope is found in Christ. And it says that when they returned, they glorified and they praised God. God doesn't deliver us from our problems. He delivers us through our problems. Maybe you're here this morning you're in the midst of a marriage crisis. Or maybe you're in the midst of a job crisis. Or maybe you're in the midst of trials or troubles, you can praise God in the midst of those because hope is not your circumstances changing, it is the presence of God in those situations. That's the difference. That's the hope that we have. That's the hope that we have when when a crisis comes into your life, is that God doesn't walk out on you, He walks in with you. He walks you through it. And listen, I don't know if you've learned this or not, but hopefully you can catch Uh, you can catch on to that Jesus is the hope that we have. He's the very presence that we need in our life. And that's why we should celebrate. That's why our hearts should be full of joy. That's why our hearts should be full of wonder. And I could tell you time after time, I could give you story after story of my life how Christ has brought His presence into my life and radically changed my heart. And our hearts should be full of that love and that joy. And it should be about Christ and Him alone. And maybe you're here this morning, you have no hope, let me tell you. God can change these shepherds' life, and He could change your life too. It doesn't matter how low you feel or how left out you feel or how discouraged you feel or how insignificant you feel. Maybe you even feel like God is a million miles away. Let me tell you, the cradle of Jesus Christ says otherwise. God loved you so much that He stepped out of eternity. Christ loved you so much He clothed Himself with human flesh. Christ loved you so much that He walked this life and He lived a sinless life. Christ loved you so much He took your sins on the cross and He shed His blood and He took the wrath of God for you and for me. A- and you think about your life and you think about God being a million miles away but you know what? He's only a moment away. These shepherds, when they woke up that morning, you know what they thought? Another day. Same old stuff, Right? And they're out there in the, sh- in the field and they're working and they're, and they're going through this same process and they're thinking everything's the same. Then all of a sudden, by the end of the day, the presence, they were in the very presence of God. Think about that. In one moment. And maybe you walked in here this morning, you never dreamed you'd have the opportunity to walk out of this place with the hope of God in your life. Maybe you feel like you've failed everything. And your dreams have been crushed and shattered. But let me tell you, Jesus changes all of that. He can he has and He will. And the Bible teaches that we don't have hope in ourselves and we don't have hope in, our, in this world. And listen, so many times when it comes to Christmas, there's such, a, there's, such a, there's such a war going on. There's a war going on between the truth of God and the things of this world. Listen, the truth of God is that nothing in this world will satisfy you. But the, but the lie of the world is just one more thing or one more better part of your life or one more thing of this world can satisfy you. Let me tell you, there is nothing in this world that can satisfy you. There is nothing that can get to the bottom of your heart. And so many times at Christmas and so many times with other things, we try to buy our way out or possess things that may make us happy. Or maybe if we think, well, if I lived in a bigger house, I would be more happy. Or if I had a nicer car, I'd have more things. I'd be more happy. But listen, that's a lie. Some of the most empty and some of the most people, uh, some of the people have the most, uh, you know, turmoil in their life are the people who possesses the most things. You know why? Because those, the hope is not found in things. Because those things will come and go. But what doesn't come and go is what's been preached and taught and has changed lives for over 2,000 years. You know what that is? That's the message of a babe lying in a manger. That's the message that God, when there was no hope, reached down for you and for me. That's the message that no matter where you are or what you've been through or what's in your heart and life, Jesus can change that. He can take your sins and He can forgive them. He can wash your slate clean. He can change your marriage. He can change your life. And you just have to trust in Him. You just have to have faith in Him. You don't need it in your mind. You need it in your heart. And that hope that we have in Christ is a hope that's available to every single person. And maybe you came here this morning with your parents. Or maybe you were here and you you got here and you don't know why you're here. Let me tell you, I know why you're here. You're here to hear the message of Christ, the message that he shared with these shepherds and the same message I want to share share with you this morning is that you can find all the thrill and hope and trust and joy this Christmas in Jesus Christ. That's the message. And I pray as we think about this, as we begin to to ponder these things in our heart, that we will will get down to the root of why, why we really celebrate Christmas. And maybe this Christmas you've just been busy. You've been overloaded cooking. You've been overloaded trying to find gifts. You've been overloaded going from this place to that place. And listen, it's right up on you now. It's Christmas Eve, and not one time have you lifted your heart in praise to Christ. Not one time have you st- was struck by the wonder and the awe that man uh, that God became man. That Christ stepped out of eternity and took on flesh for you and for me and was born in a manger for you and for me to change our life. And I pray this morning just for a few moments that we can find that thrill of hope in our hearts again. And we can have that wonder and awe and that we can feel the touch of the Lord this morning as we lift our voices and our hearts to the Lord and say, praise God, glory to the highest. A Savior has been born. It's good news that Christ loves you and he loves me and he redeems us and he loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice it all. And may the wonder and awe strike our hearts this morning. If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes with me, please. I come to the point where we just call this an invitation and commitment time. And this morning, right where you sit, I would just hope that you could lift up your hearts and your mind just for a moment. Maybe you're here this morning, this is the first time you've ever heard this message. Maybe you've been to church. Maybe you've tried religious things. Maybe you've tried to be a good person and you just realize there's nothing quite right in my life. There's something there that's missing. You know what's missing? What's missing is Jesus Christ. And this morning, you didn't hear this message by accident. This morning, you can trust in Christ. This morning, you can trust just like these shepherds you can put your faith and trust in him and this morning right where you sit you can do that by prayer you can express your faith by just saying dear god i know i'm a sinner listen we've all sinned we've all missed the mark and this morning you could just say i know i'm a sinner but i know christ died for me i believe the story i believe i know it to be true that the spirit of god has revealed that to my heart this morning you can just express this prayer to the lord and just say christ save me man I, I i believe that you came to this earth and you was in this cradle and you went to a cross and you was resurrected and now i can trust in you and this morning i could be born again i could be forgiven of my sins and this morning all you got to do is say i save me jesus that's it just call on the name of the lord by faith and trust in him maybe you're here this morning you're in an impossible situation you are a christian but you've kind of lost hope. You've kind of lost faith and trust because things are not good in your life. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a, a child, and you think, God, where are you? God, I, I just I don't even know if you care. I don't even know if you're even concerned with me. Let me tell you, he, he, he cares, and He loves you. And this morning, just like these shepherds, may your hearts be drawn to the presence of God this morning. May you just realize that the power and the hope that we have comes from His presence and His power. And this morning, maybe right here, even in the midst of this room, that you can have that presence of power just flood your heart this morning. That you can walk out of this place to know that God is going to do something great in your life. That when God shows up, He changes things. And that your marriage can change, and your family can change, and your life can change. That you're going to go home right to the same place you came from, but God can transform you and your heart this morning. Maybe you just need to call out on the Lord and say, God, I need you. Just like these shepherds, I need you to show up in my life. Maybe you're here this morning, you're just a Christian, you've just been going through the motions. Maybe you've been a Christian a long time, but it's been a a long time since you've lifted your heart. Matter of fact, this year, through this whole Christmas season, not one time did you lift your heart to the Lord and say, praise God. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you for stepping out of heaven, taking on flesh for me. That it's it's not about the gifts, it's not about where you eat, it's not about gatherings, and it's not about all these other things, but it's about you, Jesus. And this morning, maybe, maybe your heart just needs to be filled with wonder and awe this morning. Just pour out a praise to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for all these things in my life. And just have a time of worship and praise, and just as we, we sing this song for a few moments, right where you sit, I just encourage you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Maybe you want to reach over and grab your spouse by your hand and say, hey, let's pray, or let's worship God together, whatever it may be. I just pray this morning. We'll have a few moments seeking the Lord in His presence, and may God do something wonderful in your life this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.